Father, we worship you tonight, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your presence, Father. Father, to worship you, we live. We live to glorify your name. We live, Father God, to walk in your precepts. Father, we live to hear your voice speak to us. Father, we desire for you to come down in the cool of the day and speak with us, Father. Father, we desire for you to commune with us, Lord Jesus. Father, we desire above all things to have you near us. To have our head laid upon your chest, Lord Jesus. Father, we desire to love on you tonight, Lord God. Father, we desire to love on you tonight. Father, you alone can rescue. You alone can save, Lord Jesus. You're worthy of it all, Father. We commit everything that we are to you tonight, Lord Jesus. We lay down everything that's selfish and everything that is of us, we lay it down at your feet tonight, right now. Father, we take off our filthy rags, Father God, and lay them down, Lord Jesus. To pick up your gown of salvation and your robes of righteousness, Lord Jesus. Father, speak to our hearts tonight. Speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, move among us tonight. your name, Lord Jesus. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name, everyone said, you can go back. Father, I thank you for the youth tonight. I thank you that the word, Father God, will be brought forth with strength and power and anointing. Father, I thank you for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, Father God. I thank you for your spirit blowing fresh among our youth, Father God. There's a great revival coming, the Lord says, and I'm going to use the youth to do it. Those who would spend time at my feet would listen to my word, that would take my word and walk according to my word. They will see a great revival. Everywhere they go, people will be drawn to them. I will use them mightily, the Lord says. For it is time for my children to come back. It is time for my children to come home. And I'm about to do a great and mighty thing, the Lord says. And you will see it. Oh, I hear someone say, Oh, Lord, don't leave me out. The Lord says, I won't. The Lord says, I will use you mightily to affect those that are surround you, those that are away from you, those that are within the sound of your voice, and those who you won't even hear you, will hear you in the spirit realm, the Lord says. For I'm about to do great and mighty things. I'm about to do something new, the Lord says. And those who want to be used and those who place themselves in the sound of my voice and those who place themselves to walk according to my word shall see it. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. The Lord says, those who will step out of the box, 
and truly walk a life of faith, believing me at my word, they shall see miracles. The Lord says, it was nothing great of the ones of old that did great and mighty acts in my name. They just believed me and they did it and they went and they gone, said the Lord. And they did great and mighty things because of their faith, because they believed me at my word, because they stepped out of that boat and they walked on the water and they kept their eyes on me. Spirit of God is blowing across this land right now. There's people that are hungry. They're searching and they're hungry for the things of God. And the Lord wants to use us to affect nations. The Lord says, do not think because you do anything but pray is belittle. And the Lord says, your prayers are affecting nations. It is rocking the very foundations of this world. Your prayers are causing things to be torn down and causing things to be raised up in me the Lord says if you could see yourself when you're in your closet praying the Father says thank you Father God praise you Lord Jesus thank you for your give you praise tonight Lord we give you glory and honor thank you for your word tonight Father Thank you, Father God, that you just open our ears and our hearts to receive everything you have for us tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Just for a little bit. You can leave. You can leave for a little bit. There's a very strong prophetic anointing here in this room tonight. And I sensed it as soon as I came and stood by Christian and Brother Tim. There's a very strong prophetic anointing. And the Father says that if you desire in your heart to move in the prophetic anointing, walk in it. That's what I hear the Lord saying. Walk in it. The songs that we sing up here, sometimes I feel like we could just, just say the songs that we sing and it could be our message. It's amazing to me the songs that we sing. God alone rescue. Let me, this worthy of it all. When we started singing that, you know what I envisioned? I envisioned, we've already spoke about this a couple times. I think Pastor spoke about it and the Lord had laid it on my heart earlier to speak about it, and I think he had said it before that, but this worthy of all the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. And you know, that's what's going on in heaven right now. That's what's going on. That's what the elders are going to holler. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of mine. But you know what? I What I pictured was the angels coming to the shepherds and pronouncing and telling them the good news. See, when we proclaim the good news, there is an anointing, there is a power that comes forth because we are proclaiming the good news. And that other song we sang, you alone can rescue, you alone can save. See, that's the only thing that can work. That's the only thing that can move. That is the only thing 
that we live for is Christ Jesus. Who, O oh Lord, can save themselves? Their own soul could heal. Our shame was deeper than the sea. Your grace is deeper still. You alone can rescue. You alone can save. You alone can lift us up from that grave. You came down to find us, led us out of death. You alone belongs the highest praise. And then the course, we lift up our eyes, we lift up our eyes. He's the giver of life. He is the giver of our life. When you need that peace, when you need that joy, when you need that life, lift up your eyes unto where your help comes from. Lift up your eyes. The Lord's been speaking things to me and he, he keeps bringing things back up to me. And I'm, and I'm like, Father, is this repetition? I don't want to be repetitive. And the Lord says, when I speak my word and it goes out, it does not cease. It does not end. And when, the, when he said that, it gave me a revelation to know that when we speak his word and he gives us specific scriptures to speak, it is to create a river of life in our life. Does that make sense? When we speak his word, his word is like a huge jackhammer that breaks that mountain down that's in front of us, crumbles into the sea, and makes a river of life where his blessings flood our very soul. See, that's why when he says, lift up your eyes to the giver of life, when he says, lift up your eyes to where your help comes from because we take our eyes off the circumstances and we look towards the answer. But tonight, Matthew 4, 4, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I love this scripture. And every time I read this scripture, I think of my grandfather and we called him Grady. I think of Grady. Now, Grady was a card. He was a real card. And Grady's favorite thing when we moved to Mississippi was, you're going to marry one of those girls and slap her feet in the Mississippi mud. And um, I called my grandfather, and Connie and I had been dating a while, and I wanted to take Connie up there to meet my grandfather and my grandmother and my other side of the family, my mom's side of the family. So we venture up there. So as we're getting ready to go, my grandfather calls me. He says, now, all right. Is there any special kind of food that we need to have ready? I understand y'all eat pig feet down there and chicken legs. You know, this, now I'm telling you, my grandfather's a card. And then he said, now, I don't, my doors are not wide enough for her to come in in that big bell gown that they wear down there and southern women wear. So he even made fun of the way these women dress down here. But when my grandfather met my wife, Connie, he fell in love immediately. And he pulled me outside and told me that. He told me, you have a real catch there. And I don't see any mud on her feet. <laughs> so I knew we had hit a home run when Grady didn't see any mud on Connie's feet. But this verse of scripture makes me think of my grandfather. And it's, man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man, we do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
And I knew my grandfather lived this scripture out because after he passed away, my Aunt Carol found his Bible. And his Bible, when you open his Bible, every spare little place in the Bible that could be written in, I'm not kidding you, just about every page had some kind of note where he wrote where the Holy Spirit was revealing and showing him the Scriptures. Very powerful. Now, I don't know this for the truth. Now, I'm left-handed. But I believe my grandfather was left-handed because I cannot read his handwriting <laughs> in that Bible. I can pick out a few words, but I'm sure he could understand his scribble. But it was, it's hard for me to look at it and decipher his handwriting. But man shall not live by every bread alone, but we live out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, every scripture, every word the Lord brings to our heart. We live on that. Do you know, and I got to look in, you know, this scripture's in Matthew 4, 4, but it really comes from Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 3. And if you go and you look at Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 3, Let's go turn there. Look at that with me real quick. We'll get there in a minute. Deuteronomy 1 through 3. 8, 1 through 3. You must carefully follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to your fathers. Remember that the Lord your God led you on an entire journey these 40 years in the wilderness so that, you might, that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart. Oh, Father, we don't want to toil and, and wander for 40 years so you can know what's in our heart. Just look, look, Father, if there's anything in there that needs to be taken out, take it out. We don't want to wander for 40 years. Whether or not you would keep his commands, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your fathers had not known. Listen to this. So that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, God pr produced for them manna. And it was for them to go out and gather. Catch that part. Now, he didn't just bring it and put it in their tents. And have it on a plate for them. They had to go out and gather it. You have to go into the word. You have to read it for yourself. You have to study it for yourself. You have to dig for your manna. We don't live by bread alone. But every word. See it was God given. The word of God is God given. And then when you, you go to Matthew 4.4. 4, and you look at that strict scripture. Let's turn to Matthew 4.4 4 real quick. Matthew 4, 4. All right, here. Matthew 4, 4. See, in verse 1, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. See, there's another wilderness. To be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Hmm, children of Israel wandered around for 40 days. 40 years. <laughs> Forty years. He was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But he answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds that comes from the mouth of God. See, 
The children of Israel have wandered and were, were in a place of wandering for 40 years. And the Lord gave them a scripture. He gave them a word. Man does not live by bread alone. Then Jesus is tempted. He's got pressure put on him by the devil to do something he knows is against God. He answers him with, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds. See, God knew that we would have times that we need to live on the word. That we could not or will not be able to see past our circumstances, but we need to stand on his word. We need to hang on to his word. What has God told you that you're going to accomplish with your life? What has God showed you in dreams and visions that you're going to accomplish? Hold on to that. See, it's during these times where the rubber meets the world. We learn that we must live, we must survive on the Father's word. That is where we must stay and that is where we must live. Go to Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is on me. Because he has anointed me. See, the Lord has anointed you to bring. What has he anointed you to do? Bring good news to the poor. Let's go there and look at that. Turn there with me. I want you to put your eyes on that. Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of festive oil, instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees and planted by the Lord to glorify him. See, that's what your anointing's for. Your anointing is to take the focus off your life, your stuff, and put the focus on Christ Jesus. If you have any other thing going in your, on in your ministry, because you, yes, your life is a ministry. You are a minister unto Christ Jesus. You're called and anointed. If you have anything going on around your life that does not point others to Christ Jesus, it needs to be cut off because you're dragging a weight and when you drag a weight it's like a boat that's got the anchor out in the water and they got the motor revved up the front of the boat's up in the air and it's trying to go forward but the anchor is holding it back anything that is not propelling you forward in your ministry of reconciling men and women back to Christ Jesus is a weight and it needs to be chopped off what is that thing? What is that thing that you've got to let the anchor go? I don't care if you lose that expensive chain that's hooked to it. Let that chain go. And when you let that go, you will see your boat be so fast accelerated across the ocean, across the chasm of where God has you going, but you've got to cut that weight off. The Spirit of the Lord God is on you to bring good news. You are anointed and appointed. So number one, write this down. Remember who you are. Remind yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. Even the ones that have been saved for 40 years 
We need to remind ourselves who we are in Christ Jesus. Who are you? This scripture here tells us you are anointed and that the spirit of the Lord God is on you and in you. So remember who you are. Ezekiel 37. Let's turn to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, the Lord's been, this, this scripture, this, these verses have been blowing up in me for over a year now. This is the season the Lord told me that if we will proclaim his word, if we will speak his word out over the areas of our life that we, that we perceive as dead, he will bring those areas in our life back to life. God said that. God said that if we will proclaim his word, we are speaking life. But in Ezekiel 37, verse 4, he said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, we want those things in our life. We want our visions and dreams to hear the word of the Lord, not the word of David. Not the word, put your own name there. We want the things that the Lord has called us to. We want those forces that are standing in the way to hear the word of the Lord. See, when we proclaim the word of the Lord, we are doing battle. And then when you pray and you speak God's word, you are a mighty warrior that's slinging the sword, that's got a shield of faith. You're slinging the sword and you're conquering because of the blood of Jesus and because of the word of your testimony and because of God's word. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you, and cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you so that you can come to life. life. And when I read that, and the Lord said, I will put my breath in you, he has put his spirit on the inside of us. We've got the breath of the Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of us. I will put my breath in you so that life will come. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. And those that are around you will see God working in your life. See, when the others see God working in your life and the blessing of the Lord working in your life, it draws them. So number two, we want to prophesy to these bones. We want to prophesy to these things in our life that we perceive because perception is everything to most people. They believe their perception more than they believe the word of God. But we need to prophesy to these dry bones, to these things in our life that we perceive to be dead, call them forth. Remember, this, the Lord said that you can move according to to his word and according to your faith. Remember, we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We don't live 
on bread alone, but we live out of every word that proceeds. If we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and we are proclaiming his life-giving word, we are proclaiming life over ourselves, over our families, over those around us, over those city, over the nation. See, that's why it's so important that you pray, that you speak God's word when you pray. So he said proclaim. Number two is proclaim, prophesy. And then Hebrews 13, 6. Let's look at Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord, therefore we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Number three, the Lord is your helper. The Lord is my helper. And because the Lord is my helper, I can have no fear. We can live a life with no fear. We can live a life with no anxiety because the Lord is helping me. Even in those situations where things start to pressure us and start to happen around us, and we can feel that anxiety starting to rise, proclaim, the Lord is my helper. I am not afraid. I can have peace. So number three, the Lord is our helper. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in everything, always having everything you need, you may excel to every good work. See, the Lord is going to allow his grace to overflow in your life. That's something you can proclaim out. That's something you can hold on to. Look at verse uh, 15. 9.15. I'll tell you what, let's just start back at verse 8 and read this few verses here. Verse 8, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. See, that sounds like the call that God's placed on us. We can have everything we need so we can excel in every good work. As it is written, he scatters, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures and ever. Now, the one who provides seed for the sower, he provides the seed, and bread for food, remember we don't live by bread alone, but we also live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what he's provided for us. He may multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. Now look at verse 15, go down to verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. We, we cannot, you cannot fit God's gift to you in a box. Because once you put it in the box, you notice another aspect of his gift to you. It's a gift so large you can't contain it. Our mind does not really conceive. That's why we need to renew our mind with the word of God so that we can, as we renew our mind, we get his word on the inside of us. We understand more about the gifts the Lord has given to us. The Father is making every grace overflow to us. 
Isaiah 49, verse 19. We're going to go back and forth through a few uh, um, Isaiah scriptures tonight. But Isaiah 49, 14. Uh, excuse me, 19. 49, 19. Well, that is not the scripture that I've got written down here. <laughs> Isaiah 49, 19. Let me look at it one more time. That is not the what I want. See, I am doing a new thing. The Lord's doing a new thing in our hearts and in our lives. The Lord is doing something with you. It's 43 verse 19. Thank you. See, the Lord is doing a new thing in your life. He's doing something new that he's never done with you before. That's why it's taking you out of your comfort zone. That is why it's making you feel a little bit like, I don't like this. Because the Lord is doing something new in you. Isaiah 43, 19. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, if you will trust the Lord in this new way that he has you walking, he will make rivers in the desert. He will make rivers in the desert and I will make a way for you in the wilderness. The Lord's going to do that for you as you trust him. As you walk in faith, Philippians 4, 19, and we know this scripture, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. See, when we hold on to God's word, we receive more of his blessings. We receive more of his giftings. We understand more of what God has for us. That's why we can say, and my God shall supply all your needs According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's how you can spiritually grow in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God. He gives us, he gives me, he gives you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's scriptures that we can proclaim out. Philippians 2, 13. For it is God which works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. See, God's working on the inside of you to, for you to will and to be able to do his good pleasure. That's what the Lord's doing in you. See, the enemy can't stop the word of God. He cannot stop the living word of God. He has tried from the very beginning to stop. When he sent Herod searching for that baby, he has tried everything that he could do. He is a defeated foe. Christ Jesus has stamped on that rascal's head. He has trampled on that evil one's head. He cannot overcome the word of God. Psalms 33 verse 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right. Let's look at that. Psalms 33. Verse 4, for the word of the Lord is right, 
and all his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. Going to verse 6. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. Hold on to that thought right there. All the were all for the heavens were made by the word of the Lord, all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into the storehouses. Let the whole earth tremble before the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to us as a child of God. All authority. But he's, his breath of his mouth created the stars in the heaven. In your life, the word is what's right. Everything else is wrong. In your life, if you have symptoms in your body that are not lining up with God's health that he purchased through his son's blood on the cross, it's not right. It's wrong. What is right is his word. His word is right. It is the final say-so in your life. It is how we live, it's how we move, and it's how we have our very being. The word is a lamp unto our light and a light unto our path. When all else is dark around us, his, world, his word shines forth in truth, showing, and listen to this, propelling us forward into the Father's will for your life. See, the word is what propels you into the destiny that he has called you for. Verse 4, and all his work is trustworthy. You can trust the Father's work in your life. When he calls, when he leads, he provides, he anoints. It's our job to trust him. All we have to do is trust him and step out of the box. Get out and do what he's telling you to do. Verse 5, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The word of God is an unfailing force that moves in your life. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord. The word of God is creative. And the stars by the breath of his mouth. I was going through, looking through some deals on Facebook. And this thing popped up. Have you noticed that lately on Facebook you get all these things that you don't really want to look at that are on there for some reason? And it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. Why is that on? And you, have, you scroll by. Well, anyway, this is, it caught my attention and it stopped. June 2nd, 2016, the NASA Humble Hubble Space Telescope finds that the universe is expanding faster than expected. And when I saw that, it just knocked my socks off. Because the Lord has, has showed me, and then it's been confirming it, that this universe is still expanding. It's still growing. The word of the Lord does not stop. See, the, the, the stars were slung out there by his breath. And his word is still creating. Now, listen to this. You've got to listen to the rest of this. They say space is pulling apart at the seams. This is how the scientists explain it. They say space seems to be pulling apart at the seams and it's expanding at a rate about 46 miles per second. I was like, 
how in the world they know that space is, or universe is expanding 46 miles per second? Oh, do you know that the Earth has just expanded by over 100 miles just in the last three seconds since I said that? The universe has. Every second it goes by 46 miles, 46 miles. They have been able to look at the, the things that they're seeing with the Hubble space, and they got some kind of formula that they have figured out to know about how close, before they thought it was way a lot less. But they're saying that this last year, June 2nd, 2016, the Earth is, the universe is expanding faster than we thought, and it's expanding at 46 miles per second. <laughs> just, just try to think about that for a second. Oh, the Earth just, I mean, the universe expanded 46 miles. Again, you can't, you can't cannot compute that with your mind. See, remember verse 7, he gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths in the storehouses. Let the whole earth tremble before the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. When God speaks, his words, his voice creates, it creates life at 46 miles per second. That's what the scientists say. I believe it's a lot faster than that. Now I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord told me. He said that when we proclaim His Word, we are speaking life. As ambassadors for Christ Jesus, when we speak His Word, we are speaking life that goes so fast into the universe that creates a force of life that is propelled before us that we can't even imagine how quickly it's creating life. And the Lord said, I want you to begin to speak my word when faith understanding that you are proclaiming life to the universe, to the world that's in front of you. I have called you. I have anointed you. I have appointed you for such a time as this. I have called you to speak my word, which is life. And when you speak my word, you will see my word goes before you and creates life. Father, we thank you that your word is a creative force. Father, our minds cannot compute, but our spirits can. Our spirits can understand that you alone can rescue, that you alone can save, that you are a creative God, that you've given us your word, Father God, not only to hold in our heart, but to begin to proclaim it into the atmosphere. Father, you know the situations that we deal with and we walk in every day. You see the issues that we deal with with our children, Father God. You see the issues we deal with with our work, Father. Father, because of the fall of man, we have to deal with these situations. But because of the blood of Christ, because of what you did with, for us with the blood of Christ, we can walk in freedom. We can walk in forgiveness. 
We can walk in healing. We can walk in favor. Our children can lay down in peace. Our children can have the mind of Christ. to realize the call that you've placed on us to proclaim the word over every situation in our life. Father, forgive us when we have spoken anything else but the word into these situations. Forgive us of that, Father. Father, we will stand in faith and we will proclaim your word, your life-giving, creative force of your word. We will speak. Father, we thank you that we're surrounded in your presence. We're surrounded in your love. We thank you that we are called, that we are anointed and appointed to win people to you, Father. To bring men and women, Father God, to you. Father God, we dedicate our life and our heart to that, Jesus. We cut off those things that have led us astray to to worry and to doubt and to walk any other way than the way that you have called us to walk. We lay them down at your feet right now, Father. We pick up your peace. We pick up your joy. We invite you, Father God, to intervene to every area, every fiber of our being that needs to be, Father God, straightened, that needs to be cut off, that needs to be forgiven. Every area right now we open to you, Father. Examine our hearts. Examine us, Father. Renew a right spirit on the inside of us, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. The Lord gave me this word this Sunday, but just before I came up here tonight, the Lord said, go get that book. Go get that word and I want you to proclaim it into the universe I want you to practice what I've told you to teach tonight I want you to practice it so I marched right back there and I got my little book and I marched right back up here there is a sound a specific sound that is coming from this church This is my church, and I will not allow it to be silenced. I am bringing those who I've called to surround and support for this season. This call, the call I have placed on this mighty church, it is time to proclaim my harvest in this land. It is time to go out and to gather that harvest field that I have called you to harvest in. Go out and proclaim to the harvest field, I have placed you in. Yes, I am doing a new thing. And I am moving in you in a new direction. I have called you to follow me as I have commanded you. And I will supply in the go. It shall come from the east, the west, the north, and the south. It will come from heaven. It shall fall. It shall fall into your hands to move into that direction I am calling you. But you must worship me in this time. Worship me, 
me and proclaim to the heavens the plans that I have called you to move in. So go, proclaim, go and do, says the Spirit of the Lord. If you would but realize, this has been exploding in me for the last three weeks. I keep saying to myself, I say it to Nicholas, I say it, I say it to my children, even the ones that can't hear me, I say it to them. If you will but understand, if you will but understand the will and the direction and the call that I've placed on your life, the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you tonight, if you will but understand the call and the anointing that's on the inside of you, and if you will walk in that call, if you will walk in that anointing, and if you will begin to proclaim my word, you will see things begin to move, the Lord says. Let me tell you how the Spirit of the God works. This word that he gave me Sunday, I wrote it down. I didn't remember what it said. But the Lord had told me, go back there, get that word out of your notebook, bring it up here. As I was reading what the Lord was saying, it's about proclaiming his word into the atmosphere. Into the atmosphere that the scientists are saying grows 46 miles per second. There's no telling how many miles the universe has grown since we first said that. But the Spirit of the Lord is wanting you to understand and to know that you're called, that you're anointed, and He wants you to proclaim His Word. And then something else just jumped off the page as I read. He said He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in you. Isaiah 43, chapter 43. He's doing a new thing in you. Don't be surprised at the new thing the Lord is doing in you. Now begin when you feel those urges on the inside of you, that rising up into you, speak to that person. I want you to tell that person I love them. I want you to give that person that $5 you got in your pocket. I want you to tell that person it's going to be okay. Some of the most powerful experiences you'll have in the Lord is when you begin to, when He nudges you on the inside just to speak something to somebody. But begin to do that. That's part of going out. That's part of getting out of the box. Getting out of the box. Getting out of those comfort zones where you don't do anything for God. This is a season of proclaiming, the Father says. This is a season of proclaiming my word because my word is what works. My word is what is truth. Proclaim and you will begin to see those things that you so desire to be changed in your life. Because I see the secret places of your heart. I hear your heart's clock, the Lord says. I hear your cry. I hear your cry for me to intervene, the Father says. I've given you the answer. Speak my word over those situations, over that child. 
Speak my word, proclaim it over them. Father, we praise you tonight. We give you honor, we give you glory. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your living word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the new thing you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. Father, we don't want to do anything but move in the direction and go in the direction that you've called us to go. That's what we desire to do. We give you the honor. We give you the praise and glory for you alone deserve it. We love you with everything that we are. Now I want to speak to those that are listening by the podcast. You've listened at the podcast long enough. It's time for you to come to church. God's got a call and He's got an anointing on your life. And yes, I'm talking to you. There is an anointing and a call in your life that this church needs. The Spirit of the Lord says, come. Come and be a part of where I've called you to be. Come and see my hand move in your life. Come and see what I have for you to do. Father, I just ask that you touch them right now, Lord. Let them feel your anointing. Let them feel your spirit, Father God. The Lord says he don't care what's done in the past. It's past is a past. The Lord says I'm a God of the future. You come into the call that the Father has placed on your life from the foundations of the world and you walk in that. Yes, it's a new day. It's a new way and the Lord's doing something new in your heart. Come. Help us go out and reach this nation for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time for you to get off the sidelines. And it's time for you to get back in the game. Father, we seal your word tonight in the blood of Jesus. We seal your word in the blood of Jesus tonight. You alone can rescue. You alone can save. You alone can lift us up from the grave. Father, I thank you with the call that you supply. Father, I thank you that we can rest knowing that you're in control. That we can rest knowing that as we step out of the boat and we keep our eyes lifted up on where our help comes from, yes, we can walk on water. And we can walk forward into the call that you've placed on our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. The Lord's doing a new thing in your heart and in your life. Can you perceive it? Do you know and do you fully understand the call that God placed on your heart and in your life? 